fear of the unknown seems to be driving everything in our lives lately, from COVID to the economy, to our relationships, unemployment, the presidential race, even our own health. We have no idea when life is going to get back to quote unquote normal. And this fear of the unknown is driving us crazy physically, mentally, and emotionally. And in today's Psychology Fitness Lab, we are going to uncover the three biggest mental obstacles that we're dealing with regarding the fear of the unknown and give you some tools and tactics to overcome it right now. Welcome to the Psychology Fitness Lab. My name is David Michael, the obsessed founder and head coach at Cliffhanger Academy, the number one psychology fitness training experience. Each week, we give you real-world tools and tactics based on the latest research from psychology and fitness to help you look, feel, and perform better all day, every day. We're all about taking action at the lab, so let's get started. All right, team, welcome to the Psychology Fitness Lab podcast with me, your host, David Michael, the head coach at Cliffhanger Academy. So today, we're, I'm stoked. We're going to be start, we're gonna starting a three-part series um, on the top three mental health issues that we're seeing during COVID and how to solve them. So you know we're all about tools and tactics at Cliffhanger Academy. So it's not just about identifying the problems, which is great, which, which, which typical psychology does, but we want to give you guys actually tools and tactics that you can use today to make tomorrow better. And I have someone that's going to be with me today who's amazing. He's becoming a good friend of mine uh, in a very short period of time. When I read his bio, you are going to completely understand why he's on the podcast today, why he's part of the psychology fitness movement, and why we're becoming close friends beyond our weird sense of humor together because we both <laughs> love puns just to start, which we think, which we both definitely think is the smartest form of humor. We'll get some comments on that one later. Um, but we got Evan Lawrence uh, on, the, on the line with us today. And Evan, uh, is, he's a licensed mental health counselor. He's a certified personal trainer. He's a registered yoga teacher and a precision nutrition coach. Now, as you can tell, one, Evan represents everything in psychology fitness. But also, like me, he's definitely an overachiever with a lot of, with a lot of those names, there's a lot of those lists and things after his name. So you guys are going to be I mean, the wisdom that's going to be dropped in today's podcast is going to be incredible. And the th the topic that we're going to be start taking on today is dealing with the fear of the unknown. So dealing with the fear of the unknown. Remember, it's going to be a, a three-part series. So definitely, if this is one for you, you're going to be absolutely elated for everything that we have to say today um, about it. But I want to welcome Evan onto the podcast. Evan, how's it going, man? Good, good. Thank you for Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, it's kind of hard not to when you have that kind of, <laughs> that kind of resume. Um, you just it just matches up way too well with with psychology fitness. So I had the same so, reaction when I saw yours. I was I was like, <laughs> whoa! It's like a mirror image. It's like, yeah, it's like wait a minute, this guy's like yeah, there is people out there like me. Like yes, <laughs> there is. So Evan, tell tell us a, a little bit about um you know I just gave a little bit a quick little background on you, but tell us a little bit more about your background and and how you got into what what I call now psychology fitness. Uh, certainly. So um, I mean. By asking that question, we're, we're taking it back a few years. Um, That's okay. I think, <laughs> if you'll go on this journey with me. Um, I think I knew that I wanted to be involved in kind of psychology and helping um, since like, I don't know, maybe even like middle school and high school. You know, I was always the, the person that 
uh, would would be there for for my friends that would you know be be willing to talk to them or be willing to um, you know listen and I really wanted to help and that was I think what the thing that that ended up driving me um, forward in this direction is I always wanted to be able to help and I wanted to be able to help better I wanted to learn how to actually help people write and so that took me on the kind of psychology journey and I knew that I wanted to study that in, in college and that's what I did and um, the fitness side the kind of more physical health side that came along in a little more personal way you know I, I started getting into that uh, in in high school and I found that it really helped me um, helped me with my kind of self-confidence. It, 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 you know, made me, made me feel good um, about myself. And so it became first, like, and foremost, uh, a hobby and something that, that I did. And then as time, you know, went along, um, I realized it was also something that I might be able to do professionally. And so I got certified as a personal trainer. Um, I was working, you know, in kind of an active lifestyle outdoors uh, role at one point, and then I decided to go back to grad school, get my get my master's uh, in in counseling, um, and it was during that time and during that transition that I realized, like, maybe I can do both, uh, and so that's what led me down that road of kind of this this integrative uh, mindset using both psychology, fitness, kind of physical health and mental health for one purpose. And then as I've gone, you know, since from, from grad school to now, you know, I found so many uh, amazing reasons to keep going on it and learn so much more. Like you said, like I started in fitness, but then I kind of expanded to yoga. I realized how much nutrition has uh, uh, an impact on people, all the different um, all the different aspects of physical and mental health that intersect uh, for our general overall health. So that's kind of how we got here. Yeah, I love that. So, so team, as you can hear, like Evan has what, what, what I call a servant leader heart, right? Um, he, right from, just from, you know, I would say well before I knew, because I didn't know I wanted to get into this stuff. Not in my, I wish I knew in middle school, but Evan's known this for his whole life. And, and this is what it's about. It's about being a servant leader, right? It's about being able to help people at a higher level, but doing it in a way that you're passionate about, that's unique to you. And I love that Evan kind of put his journey together for us. Let us know it's like how all these components come together. And like me, Evan, definitely most people's like, hey, he wants it all. Like, why can't I do something that I love and helps people? And that I'm really good at, like, you know, that's that ultimate Venn diagram where you draw these, these three different circles. It's like what I'm really good at, what the need is for, and then what I'm passionate about. And when you can find that little tiny intersection of those three things, team, you are on to your purpose. And like, that's what helps you get up in the morning. Like that's what helps you know that this is making a difference in people's lives. And it just keeps you wanting to learn more and more and more and more and more. I mean, I know for me, Evan, when I was in, um, I was, I was a good student in undergrad, um, you know, I think I had like a 3.3 GPA or something like that, but like, I never really got into, uh, anything until I got to grad school. Um, and then for me, it was pretty crazy because I, I was like, yeah, I was interested in some stuff, but I was more interested in playing baseball than anything else. And then when I got to grad school, once I kind of found what psychology was all about, I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, I would, you know, I'd be in class and in school 12 hours a day, then I get home and I'd be watching documentaries on psychology and forensic psychology. And it's just like, when you get in the space that you know you belong, you just want to consume, consume, consume. Um, so team, what we're going to be dealing with today is our, our topic today is going to be dealing with the fear of the unknown. And depending on when you're listening to this, um, 
you know, the average day has a, has a level of fear of the unknown. Like we really don't know what's going to come in the next minute, the next hour, the next week, the next month, the next year. I guarantee that none of us would have expected, you know, the COVID crisis to hit. And we're, and we're in the middle of that. Evan and I are actually in ground zero for that, for, for the world in New York City. Uh, and then on top of that, now we've had uh, the George Floyd incident with the, uh, and the other incidents that have been going on regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. And, and, our society, our country is in a complete upheaval. Like you want to talk about the unknown. We have no idea where any of this is going uh, between COVID and, and, and this, and this black lives matter movement. We have no idea. We can hope we know where it's going and, and we can be hopeful. And that's actually the thing we're going to talk about uh, the first, the first topic here. And Evan, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. It's like, you know, dealing with the fear of unknown, what comes up for you initially when you hear that? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great question. I think it differs a little bit for every person. I know for me, um, a, a couple of things come up. It's obviously, I feel, I feel fear. Like if I'm being totally honest and vulnerable, which, you know, I think is a, is a, is a great way to, to start for everyone. That's what um, we want, man. Let's go deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, there, there's fear there, right? Um, and that, that is inherently... I think one of the reasons why we don't like feeling uncertainty is because underneath that there's often fear or anxiety or nervous, you know, uh, feeling nervous or nerves in general. Um, there's so much that goes along with it and that we, that we don't like to feel. I mean, we, as frankly, as, as human beings, you know, we like to know uh, what's going on, what we can control, like have that, having that certainty. And I think that's partly just innate in us as a survival instinct, right? When we don't know what's out there, we, uh, we don't know what could potentially be harming us and we have no idea how to prepare for that. But in modern times, it's, it's a little bit different, right? Now we're talking about fear of not necessarily like what's out there right now, but fear of the future and what it could look like that's different from what we want and from what our expectations were, you know, around February for, you know, when you were, when we were in February, what did your, what was your July going to look like? Well, it's probably going to be a little bit different now if you're anything like me. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that is, that's hard for us because we, we, it means that we can't plan. It means that we can't prepare. And it also means that we feel a little bit stagnant. Uh, and that is also, it's kind of also almost like a separate um, issue as well. Uh, but that feeling of stagnation, which is difficult for for uh, for us to handle sometimes as well. So I think the first thing is 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 kind of like, all right, what am I feeling right now? Um, and you know, because each one of those might have to be handled a little bit differently. We handle fear differently than we handle that feeling of stagnation. Um, we handle you know uh, anxious thoughts about our health in the future differently than we handle anxious thoughts about uh, you know our our plans in the future. Right? There's different. I, something I'll say uh, a lot is, you know, the right tool for the right job. In this case, I think it's different tools for the for different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. So I, I'm all about tweetable bites, right? Different tools <laughs> for different jobs. Yeah, it's, it's one of our founding principles, right? We make psychology simple. Like psychology is, is, is difficult enough for people to wrap their head around um, just, just from the stigmas that have ex existed about it. Um, but then when you think of like what's going on in the mind and when you really get into the mind, I mean, the mind is, is by far the most complicated piece of machinery on earth. 
And so like, there is so much going on. So I love the fact that there's different tools. And one of the things that Evan brought up is that, you know, you got to first identify like what that feeling is. And like, you know, for you, I used to fear, I say scared. Like when I thought, when I think fear of the unknown, the first visceral reaction that comes up for me is, is I'm scared. And like when this thing, first thing hit, when COVID first hit in, in March and, and, we, and we had a pivot Cliffhanger Academy to be a more virtual digital based company from ex, going from experiential, I was a little bit scared because I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But once I realized I was scared, you know, using, using the philosophy of name it to tame it, you know, if you can name the feeling that you have going on, you then can pick the right tool, which is what Evan's saying, to actually fix that thing. And so once I realized I was scared because I was fear of the unknown, I was like, okay, okay, cool. Now I know what I'm dealing with. I'm, and as you, you know, I'm a, I think the warrior mentality guys, I'm always about knowing what fight I'm in. And I was, I was with a fight with fear and what's scared. And I said, okay, cool. Now, what am I going to do about it? And that's when we started coming up with all these digital products, which even the podcast alone is one of those. Um, seven, the first thing that comes up with, with fear of the unknown is this lack of certainty and uncertainty. Um, what do you like what have you been seeing about that like in your world regarding that and like and i'd love to know like you know what your thoughts are of course from a psychology a psychologist point of view uh in dealing with that uh absolutely uh i also just want to mention i love the if uh, name it name it to tame it um because i in my head was thinking if you can't define it then refine it and i realized that oh writing that one down yeah, apparently, if you want to use tools, you have to make them rhyme. There's there's only one uh, there's only one way to to do it. <laughs> you know us on our highbrow our highbrow humor, man. I'm an alliteration guy. Like if I can get stuff to alliterate, or I can get acronyms out of this stuff. You know, this is a la Jim Quick. You know, the the, the master memory expert. He, right. Everything he talks about is alliteration, and and um, he's an acronym crusher. Like I can't get the level of acronyms to him, but alliteration for me, oh man, it just that's the way my brain works. So yeah, so if you can drop any alliteration bombs on, on this on lack of certainty and uncertainty, feel free to, Evan. Alliteration bombs on the spot. There's a challenge. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, as much as we're, we might be joking, I actually do think it's really helpful, especially to remember, um, and especially when it comes to, say, dealing with something like uncertainty, where because it can be, that emotion can be so overwhelming that it can kind of, you know, dominate your, your cognitive energies. And it's a little bit easy to get, to get lost in it. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's obviously, as we're talking about different tools um, out there for each one. But I think the first thing, kind of like what we're talking about is identifying it. And, and, you know, yes. specifically, whether you want to use name it and tame it or define it, uh, can't define it, refine it, whatever gets you to that place about, all right, well, what exactly about this lack of certainty is is bothering me? Is it about um, you know the the future of your of your health? Is it about the future of your relative's health? And these are these are such real things that they are you know that they are so powerful and that they make us feel so much that it can be really overwhelming to try and and separate those. But that's where that kind of conscious mind comes in and you know trying to to separate yourself for a second in the service of you know um, making sure that that you're in a place that you know if you want to help your family members then you can 
or if you want to, you know, help your loved ones, then, then you can. Or if you just want to help yourself that, yes. okay, well, let me get my, my thoughts and, and, my, and my feelings organized for a second. Because, you know, when, the, when they're just shooting around randomly, like, like ping pong balls, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to control. But if you can kind of first get yourself organized and, and mentally, uh, then you can start to tailor your approaches. Right. And so, yeah. again, going back to if it's, you know, if it's about health, what can we do um, to, to, uh, to kind of assuage some of the health fears? If it's about um, kind of the plans that, that you had and, you know, if you have to make a decision about something, okay, well, what information do I need to make that, that decision and what information do I have right now? And frankly, I think that's where a lot of some of this uh, or a lot of this is, is coming from is that we don't, because we don't have the information, it's hard to make decisions, whether that's about our mental health, whether that's about our emotions, whether that's about, as your example, your, your business, like I was feeling that too, my you know, personal training, I'm in person all the time and whoop, all of a sudden that's gone. So <laughs> yep, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so uh, how do we kind of take the, the situation uh, organize our, our feelings, our thoughts, so that we can then organize our behaviors. Yeah, I love I love that. So so guys, I, I want to make sure you guys are one. You should hopefully you're, you're listening with us with a pen and paper because like we talk about these are tools and tactics. And so Evan's talking about an amazing tool and tactic. Well, we're talking about the name entertainment. You know, kind of know what battle you're in. It's talking about like organize your thoughts and your feelings. Write these things down. You got to be writing them down. You can. It's awesome to have like a meditative session or a prayer session, whatever you're into, and, and kind of get those things straight. But as soon as you come out of that, as soon as that state, you got to start writing stuff down. There's kinesthetic learning is one of the most powerful tools in learning if you want to keep something there. It's also going to allow it to you if you if you're like most of us, 70% of us are visual learners. You have something to look at, and you can kind of see the roadmap that you need to go on. Oh, these are things I'm tackling. This is what I'm dealing with. And then you can start understanding what tools that you need, right? What tactics can you use? Who can you reach out to? Like, cause you, you, know, you may need to just, maybe just reach out to a friend that may, that may, that may be helpful more, but if something more serious, do you need to reach out to a professional like, like Evan or I to really get that under control? And speaking of control, that's the next topic I want to dive into is the lack of control. So when we're dealing with the fear of the unknown, of course, the lack of control comes up. And, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a reformed perfectionist, I'll call myself someone who, who likes control. I think we all love control in one way, shape or form. Um, when you feel like you lose control, that's when things begin to spiral. And, and, and you know, I believe firmly that control is a fallacy. Um, we don't really have control of much. Um, you know, the Buddha talks about you have control. You have control of nothing past your fingertips. Um, you know, kind of go, Allah saying, you can control what you do, but not control what happens to you. And this is what a lot of stuff happens. So, I mean, what have you, how, what has your experience been with that, with dealing with the lack of control when it comes to being the fear of the unknown? Yeah, uh, well, I think as I, as I kind of made mention uh, before, we really don't like not feeling in control. That's a, like a natural human, human thing. And so the first thing is that, you know, if you are feeling, uh, you know, any type of way about not having control right now, you are absolutely not alone. Like, 
uh, I'm, I'm sure David, I'm sure you are talking. I'm with you. Who are feeling, yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> it. People I'm talking to are feeling it. Like nobody. Yes, you are absolutely. So first thing right off the bat, like you are absolutely not alone. And there's always different degrees of that, of course. But just you know, kind of broad message here, like you are not alone. Um, I think what's also interesting though is that it's not to say that you know that we don't have more control than we think we do because i do think there is uh yes there's often a, a fallacy about that but uh the concept of locus of control internal yes. and external locus of control so the idea that we don't have any you know control the external locus of control versus we have some control over over certain things internal locus of control right and then and sometimes we we place uh, a little bit more of ourselves in one camp than the other and we sometimes have to take a look at that and then so for example um you know like i i help uh people with with um career counseling sometimes right and and so it seems like a lot of the time uh particularly students uh, and it seems like a lot of the time, like they feel like they can't do anything about, you know, finding that next job or getting that next job. And then we meet and we talk through all the different strategies that, that they, you know, that, that could be, that they could be using right now. And we realize, oh, well, I haven't tried this, or I haven't tried this, or I haven't tried this. And then all of a sudden we feel, okay, well, I've got a whole bunch of stuff to do now. And we go from feeling like we're completely out of control to feeling like we're back in control. And sometimes that's all, you know, that's kind of what it is. It, it's a feeling that in that moment we feel very strongly, but the second we kind of like reframe it or cognitively override it or find more information, then all of a sudden, hey, we feel differently. And, and that's, you know, that's very much, uh, it's, you know, in my background, that's very much the premise of kind of CBT and, and ACT, um, which is actually the next thing that the other thing that I was going to mention, which is sometimes when we really don't have control, like a lot of what's going on now, um, we then our actions might look different, but we can always move in the direction of our values. And so, you know, a, a value is something that, that we can always kind of chase, but we might never reach. Um, I wish I could take credit for that quote. It's not mine, uh, yeah. but it's, uh, but I've, I've used it, you know, for a long time now because I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, the, the, the analogy that it came with was it's like the direction west, right? Like we can always head west. We can always go west. Um, but you know, we're not going to ever reach West. We'll reach destinations along the way, um, but but we're not going to ever reach West. Um, yeah. Now, you know, the only exception to that is if you ever meet the 80s band, go West. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of actual usable uh, tactics and techniques, um, what this looks like is doing, taking what ACT calls committed actions differently, right? Mm -hmm. So that are still moving in, their direction of that value. So if you value, you know, your social life, and that might look different now. And I know that, you know, Zoom calls aren't the same or uh, meeting in person, but those are the actions that you can take now. And also maybe you can find some different actions that are, you know, even different than Zoom calls, online games, or, you know, I don't know, brain, brainstorm um, some new ways, some creative ways to still chase that value, even if the actions look a little bit different. 
Yes. So I love that, Evan. Thank you for that. So to, to summarize what, what I mean, the tools and tactics that we're talking about, and this is kind of even goes into what we talked about regarding lack of certainty, is that you got to identify, you know, what you're dealing with, like, right, you got to, so what Evan's talking about is identifying your values. I think that's a huge thing. And I know most people out there have no idea what their values are. How do I know this? Because I've asked this question to so many people in my social circles, my clients, things like that. And if you ask this question to people, they'll come up with them eventually, but they don't know right away what their values are. And these values are like, like I've been like gave the analogy, it's like a compass. So for me, I value things like integrity. I value things like connection. I value things like adventure and mischief. So I know that the things that I want to go after, the things that I want to take control over are things like that in my life. Things about connectedness, so again, find new ways to connect. You can even do social distancing parties, like go, you can gather a few people in a park and you can stay, you know, say six feet from one another with masks on. There's, there's new ways of doing this. Um, right. And when you identify those right. values, you're also going to identify what you can and cannot control. And that's one of the most important things. It's like, you don't have control of what's happening to you, but you have control of what you do with it. And one of those big pieces is identifying what you actually can control and can't control. So Evan gave the perfect example is like, you can't control what's going on around you, right? His, his, his uh, career counseling students couldn't control the fact they couldn't get the jobs, but they can control what they do about that. Updating their resume, looking for different jobs, getting better recommendations, trying to get a foot in the door with someone that they know. Like when you take that, you're actually doing a, a neural hack because your amygdala comes on. As soon as you don't have control, your fight, flight, or freeze tech, uh, uh, part of the brain, which is your amygdala, is automatically fired. And now what that thing is freaking out about and pumping your body with cortisol, the stress hormone, is that you have no control, which control, again, is a fallacy because it's, it's a perspective issue. Because if you can then, like Evan said, give yourself something you can control, which are the next steps, which can be based on your values, all of a sudden your amygdala just goes, oh, what was I freaking out about? I don't even remember. Like, I'm in control of this and here's something we can do. Prefrontal turns on. Remember, your prefrontal cortex and your amygdala cannot be on at the same time. That doesn't work like that. So your prefrontal is on. That buddy is driving the bus forward and exactly where you want to go based on your values. Now, speaking of, you talk about going west and how you may never end at west. One of the things that's coming up a lot in my mind space, a lot in my clients' mind spaces, and a lot of my friends and family is when will this end? And now since Evan and I first talked about this, we started talking about COVID, but when will this end? And now we have, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement of when that will end too. And hopefully it doesn't end until we see equality and justice served. And, and that the color of our skin is not something that people are actually judging by. That if you're going to judge someone, judge them by your character. I'm not going to stand on that soapbox right now because you guys know where we stand and where I stand as a, as a person, as an individual, as a, as a company. But Evan, what's, when, when talking about the fear of the unknown, particularly, like, when will this end? Like, what does that bring up for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge your anthropomorphized amygdala, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> and there's your alliteration. For this the is day. what I love about talking <laughs> to smart people, folks, that keep words like that on there. But do not be the smartest person in your room. That's why I love being surrounded by smarter people. Thank you. Normally, I am not. <laughs> um, not that I am here either. <laughs> but in terms of going back to the original question of, yeah, de coping with essentially like coping with when will this end? Because because it's it, and it goes back to that uncertainty, that lack of control. Right. Because this is this is not something that on a, you know, on a large scale that any individual 
really has has control over, right? We are kind of at the mercy of the of the, of the patterns uh, of the health crisis it, itself, and so how do we manage our our kind of individual reactions to not knowing when this will end? Um, you know, I think much like everything else, it, it depends a lot on what your personal stresses that surround this go through. But one thing that that's kind of common thread, uh, I think, at least among conversations that I'm having and things like that is, you know, the idea of keeping, keeping hope alive, um, keeping it, you know, there, like that is so often what drives us to that next step and what, you know, keeps us moving forward, right? And I think the idea that this will end, right? Like at some point, this will get back. And just that thought, just that one, you know, that one concept, if we can, if we can hope for that, if we can believe in that, and if we can, if we can know that, then that can, you know, uh, we can react to that, you know, on an emotional uh, level and on a cognitive level too, right? So going back to a little bit of that, like CBT cognitions affect our feelings. Well, sometimes it feels like this is not going to end, but if we can replace that thought with, all right, I know at some point this will, everyone wants it to, we don't have control about exactly when, but everyone, you know, wants to get back to that, that kind of quote, normal life, who knows what that word means anymore. But um, yeah, and we're, st and then, you know, no being sure that you're, you're staying cognizant and noticing when your mind is kind of taking you down this, this is never going to end rabbit hole. And, and, you know, those, that, that thought spiral that can uh, really, it's like quicksand, right? Once you, once you stick a foot in there, it's just, it's pulling you down. Um, oh, yeah. But if you can notice, you know, when you, when you're starting down that spiral and quickly, just like we said before, identify what is happening, you know, name it, and then you can tame it. Uh, I'm going to go back to that like nine times today, I swear. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so, so I, I, I'll go ahead. No, no, no. That, that, that was the only thing, you know, if I could put that into like one succinct way is how can we, how can we, how can you, how can I make sure that our mindset is, is uh, flexible enough to say, okay, I might not know when, but I know that it will eventually allow for that, allow space for that. And then how do I want to act right now in order to prepare for that? How can I still choose my actions to move towards my, my values? Yeah, I love that. And, and you brought it up perfectly, Evan, you know, talking about, yes, it, all this stuff is connected guys. And if you're paying attention, you're going to see the lack of uncertainty, the lack of control, you know, when will this end? All the things we're talking about are so intimately connected because this, these are not these kind of like disparate things going on. And again, going back to identifying things, if you notice that, that these things are connected, that the way you feel now is, is connected to these things of being lack of control and lack of uncertainty. And that the fact that the, the way you feel now is not the way you're going to feel tomorrow, not the way you're going to feel in a week, in a month, in a, in a year that that's constantly changing and having that thought this is a tool for you guys you know that this will eventually end because guess what everything has a beginning and the end everything has a beginning and end. this thing had a beginning it will certainly have an end and that right there i think that's a great point for people to keep in mind is that yeah remember that it, this will end at some point um and here's the thing i want you to think about though is that we don't know when this will end and that can actually be a good or a bad thing but in the midst of this we can't control that 
but we can control what we do during this time. And so this is a great time to be working on new skills. This is a great time to be connecting in a new way with people that you love. This is a good time to be going inside and figuring out what's really going on with you. This is a good time, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, how can you take your business digital, right? Or what can you create in this space? This is one of the things I've been working on is all these different products. Because the last thing you want to do is that when this does end, which it will, you don't want to look back and go, man, this went three, four, five months. And all I did is watch every Netflix special out there. And I slept a lot. Like, awesome to catch up on your sleep and you need that. Yes, great. But guess what? That Netflix junk isn't going to help you. Like, go out there, learn a new language. I know baking bread's a huge thing now. We have, we talked about this before, Evan. I think it's a, it's pretty funny because people are doing that instead of going internal because it's easier to <laughs> bake bread than it is to think about what you're really dealing with. But, you know, learn, learn dance. My girlfriend's got me learning bachata. I know nothing about bachata and I'm learning how to do that. Like I'm learning new skill sets in this time. So no matter when this ends, I will come out of this better. Um, just one thing for those of you listening that, that may not know what uh, CBT is, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Evan and I sometimes get caught up because we are psychologists. That's cognitive behavioral therapy. That's one of the cornerstones of both, both what Evan and I practice. And also ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. Another amazing uh, psychological principle that we both use. Um, so just that no one gets too confused. Um, and Evan, you alluded to this, and this is going to be our closing topic of what will life look like when this ends? You know, <laughs> this is one of the things like nobody, again, it's the fear of the unknown. We have no idea what this is going to look like. We have, we have no certainty about what this is or uncertainty what it's going to look like. We have no control over what this is going to look like. I can guarantee you this, guys, if you think there's any, and, and you can't see Evan because we're out where we, you know, I can, but in video, he's doing air quotes for like back to normal. There is not going to be a back to normal, guys. Like this will, for this, what's happening now, this is now COVID alone, but the black, coupled with Black Lives Matter, there will be no normal. Like what you knew to be before is not going to be the future. And, 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 and I would say, I hope it's not. For one, it would be a travesty in so many ways if this movement that we have going right now, Black Lives Matter, didn't change anything particularly come November, I would be, I would be actually, I'd be personally devastated um, as a, as an American who actually cares. Um, and regarding COVID, the same thing. There are so many great things that can come out of this. Like if, if we look at the, you know, Lewis Howes, who's a, you know, big personal development guy posted a, uh, a post that he put out before, this was probably about a month or so ago, about 2008, the biggest, you know, big crash, the housing, housing market crash we had about how all these, all these innovative businesses came out of, of that, you know, Instagram was, Instagram was one of them. Uber was one of them. I mean, these are monumental businesses that came out of what we would call like the burning of our economy. So like a Phoenix rising to the ashes, they came out better and that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing now with myself. Like I'm, I want that for everyone around us too, for our company, a hundred percent. So Evan, when it, when it comes to that, like what life will look like when this ends or what's, what is that? What, what, what comes up with that with you? Like what, what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the reason that, that we started uh, talking about that and, and put this question in there is because people are, uh, so one again going like you said going back to fear of the unknown it's it's uncertain you know what it will look like and i think there there is a there is a fear there's uh people are scared i'm scared uh in terms of you know 
all right, so once we start heading that direction, what, what is it, what is it going to look like? And because we don't know that that inspires fear, right? I also, like you're saying, you know, when it comes to that, now that's kind of specific to the pandemic. Yeah, when it comes to Black Lives Matter and, and the movements that are happening right now. Um, yeah, I hope it looks different, right? I'm, I'm in, in the support of that and campaign zero and, you know, taking that, that action that will make things look permanently different. Um, yes. And this is, I think, an, an also, also an example of, you know, the, the, the way that we kind of direct our actions towards our values, right? If, if, if you know, social justice is something you value, then you can direct your actions towards that. Maybe, maybe it is, you know, going to um, a, a vigil or a rally or, or something, but maybe you can, maybe, you, you know, the COVID is still very present, like, like it is pretty much everywhere. Um, and maybe, you know, you're, you're, uh, have a health risk, or maybe, you know, you have to go to work, you're an essential worker or something. There's other actions that, that can be taken in that direction. And then in that same way, you know, when we're talking about how will life look like from a, uh, when, the, after this ends, this being, you know, our, our pandemic and kind of what is the fear and the, 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 the nerves that come up that are associated with that, you know, I think that really gets, gets back to, okay, I want to like, you know, I want things to go back to, to the way they were, to the, you know, the life that, that it was. What if they don't? And those are questions that, that start to come up, right? What if this? What if that? What if, you know, there's a second wave? What if, the, and yes, ex like, like we've been saying this whole time, you know, we don't know. And that part is just so hard. It is so hard for so many people, um, you know, and I think it, it's, there's no like right answer. There's nothing that, you know, that I can say or that David can say to all of a sudden just be like, oh, we feel better. It's really about, you know, making sure that you are, are, are looking at what specifically, you know, about this is, is driving your personal, uh, your worry, your, your, your fear, the anxiety. What are you most worried about, you know, when, uh, about life when, you know, we start to go back and, how can we take steps both internally and externally? So how can we manage our own internal feelings as well as what can we do uh, on a problem solving level in order to, you know, miti either mitigate risk or, you know, assuage our feelings or in general, uh, just kind of cope with it, right? Uh, I think yeah. there's also a perspective there of, you know, going back to, uh, thank you for identifying the acronyms. I, I hate when people use them and, and I don't know what they're talking about. So, and I apologize uh, profusely no for, worries, for doing that. There's no worries. But, we get caught up in it. It's all good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Cognitions, behavior, and those cognitions, the thoughts that we have in our head, they affect how we feel and how we behave. And as a result, looking at what those cognitions in our head are specifically about, you know, the first time that you're going to be, you know, allowed to step into your office or that you're going to be able to, you know, go into a doctor's office. What are the thoughts that are going through your head about that? And then what can we do internally and externally behavior and thoughts in order to kind of assess and mitigate some of those feelings? Yeah. So guys, again, if, if, if you're not paying attention here, 
this stuff is all connected. We keep, and, and you know, it, it, as, as we walk down the line of these different things we talked about, you can hear it. It's like, you got to understand the, the battle that you're fighting, like catalog your feelings, catalog your thoughts of what's going on. Cause that's going to, that's going to help direct you no matter when this ends, right? No matter what life looks like afterwards, you're going to be more better prepared, right? If you're using this time that, that we have, which is a blessing. A lot of us are, are you know, we're working from home. Some of us even lost, jo lost our jobs. You still have, that's still a blessing of time that you have. Time is the ultimate commodity. Like you, no matter how much, money you have or don't have you can't get more of it so it's like you've just been gifted with three months at least of working from home and not having to commute like i'm i'm gaining like three hours a day alone just from not having to commute which is amazing so yeah. it's like you got to be doing things be action oriented just one of the things we talk about cliffhanger academy is about taking action 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 like it's great to think about all this stuff and yes you should be cataloging your feelings but then you got to take action based on your values so if you're taking any notes from this team make sure you are, are recording your feelings remember you got to name it to tame it and then write it out write those feelings out because if you're not writing this stuff down you're not going to remember it we're we have terrible memories when it comes right. to that and you're also teaching yourself a new skill which is kinesthetic learning which allows you to learn at a higher level write it to fight it oh <laughs> wow hold on we're taking a pause because i never heard that one before it's because uh, i just made it up i i <laughs> Remember I told you about being around smart people? <laughs> this is it right there. That, thank you, Evan, for that. Um, right I'm sure someone said it before, but... <laughs> that's, that's okay. We're not going to put a yeah. trademark on it for you. Just no, don't. We'll, look, we'll, look into <laughs> we'll it, give it a few months, yeah. <laughs> we'll give it a few months, see if anyone, anyone rebuts that. Um, but then you got to take actions, guys. It's, it's actions on your values. And knowing your values is so huge. Evan talked about it just like, you know, knowing your values with regarding... What, what you could do with, with this Black Lives Matter movement. Like, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're the person that values like getting out there and protesting or maybe the kind of person that values like, I want to give money towards those who actually know what they're doing because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I want to do that. Or maybe you value having, maybe you value like me connectedness. So I've been reaching out to like and, and having conversations with a lot of my friends who are of color and just being like, hey, how are you dealing with this? Like, what are your thoughts behind this? And then mm -hmm. one of the things like we're doing as a company is like we're opening ourselves up to say, hey, listen, if anyone wants to talk about anything like that on their minds like all of our followers here's our literally here's our email address email us and we'll start chatting because this is we want to understand and know we want to educate ourselves and as you can kind of tell this is what the psychology fitness lab is all about is educating you guys on these principles that evan and i you know live breathe and eat for as long as we've been alive um in order to serve you guys at a higher level because that's what we want to do so evan as we wrap up is there any closing words you'd like to to leave our audience with uh yeah just I think one, one message, which is that this is an incredibly hard time now on so many levels um, for, for so many people. And while that can, that can evoke, you know, a lot of, a lot of negative emotions or a lot of, you know, emotions that, that are hard to cope with, I also want to leave you with the message because I truly believe that it is in these moments that people really understand how strong they are when they are when they are pushed um you know when they are put in a position of discomfort like that's when that's when they grow into that and I do believe that if you give them that space then they will grow into it right and I think this this is one of those times um and I've seen examples of that you know both both uh, personally 
uh, and professionally and, you know, in, in, in many different ways. And I think the fact that, you know, you're listening to this right now is a, is a great example. You know, you've taken the time to, to try and, and, you know, uh, improve your mind or your body or, or, or for whatever reason you got into it, right? You're, you're, you've listened <laughs> at this point all the way up until here and, yeah. and, you know, that's not for naught. So I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe that if you give people the space to grow, they will do it. They will show how strong they are. And this is just the ultimate global form of that. I love that. You know, I love that. And, and this is this is great that Evan said this, guys. And I really hope this resonates with you is that you'll grow into the adversity. Like we don't think about that, right? Like that there's so many different concepts that break down there about like how you expand your comfort zone. And that you're once you grow into that new comfort zone, like that thing that you were uncomfortable with before out of your comfort zone becomes your new one. But one of the easy ones I think like to think about is that like, look at when you moved into a new house or a bigger, a bigger apartment or a bigger house you fill the space up with more stuff. That's a human thing. That's the adaptation techniques that we have ingrained us as humans, that we will fill up the space that we're given. And this is exactly what Evan's talking about when it comes to adversity and comes to our comfort zones. Give us more, um, give, it, give us a bigger comfort zone. Get us out of that comfort zone and you will, you will grow into this. And, and, and it's, it's, I love it. It's because you are stronger than you realize. Like that's one thing I tell all my clients. Like Absolutely. I'm Evan and I are not the strength behind you guys. We are tools that you can use because the strength is inside of you. Like we're just helping you extract what's already there. And that thing that I want you guys to remember beyond anything else. And Evan said this to begin the whole podcast. And I love this too. Because it's one of the things that I love to remember is that you are not alone. If you are feeling the fear of the unknown, if you're feeling lack of certainty and uncertainty, if you're feeling lack of control, if you're worried about when this will end, if you're worried about what life will look like when this does inevitably end, you are not alone. Here are two guys. Here are two white men who are, you know, one, you know, we, we're, we're privileged in this world to begin with who are literally guys who live, breathe, and eat psychology, neuroscience, all this kind of stuff, have all the tools that we can think of, and we're still scared. And it's okay that you're scared. There's nothing wrong with being scared. Just don't let being scared get you stuck. And that's where we're going to end today. Team, this is one of three. So if you've liked any of this stuff, oh, it's only going to get better as Evan and I talk about other topics. The other topics we're going to be tackling are overcoming boredom, Ooh, that's a good one, as well as effective habit creation. So we're really going to dive deep into that stuff. Um, Evan, before we before we wrap this up totally, where can everyone find you at if they want to look at, look you up in the meantime? Uh, absolutely. So uh, I, you can always go to my website. Uh, it's www.elawrencecpt.com. That's e l a w r e n c e c pt.com um, you can also find me on social media uh, at elawrence.ih uh, ih as in integrated health um, so elawrence.ih that should be on instagram facebook um, yeah and then all those should have my contact information if you want to get in contact with me directly awesome and guys we'll be linking all that stuff in in the show notes so don't worry about that if, if you missed the spelling and that kind of stuff we'll make sure that you guys have links to that um, Evan, thank you so much for being on today with me and chatting with all this stuff. Thank you so much for your, you know, your alliteration on the spot. You did it. See, I knew you could do it. That's why I challenged you. Speaking grow of into the challenge, man. Yeah. I was just going to say, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that comfort zone growing, Evan grew into right there. 
right? Yeah. Um, it was awesome speaking with you, man. I'm so glad that you Thanks were doing for having the work me. Yeah. you're doing. I want to, I want to take this moment to do, acknowledge you. Like, you know, the, it's, 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 it's rare to find people that are out there doing what we do that are recognizing that, that, you know, as I said, the brain, the body and the breath are all connected and that we need to be training these as one. So the fact that, you know, you have now dedicated your life to this, that you've got all these certifications that you are working, you know, with this, that you're pushing through your own tr troubles and struggles in order to be better, be a better servant leader, man. I just want to really acknowledge you for that. I think it's amazing. Oh, cool. uh, and it's, it's been an honor to have you on. I can't wait to talk about the other couple of things we have. And I feel like this is, uh, I think this is only the beginning for us, brother. I have no doubt about that. Thank you so much for the kind words. And I appreciate the space to, to, uh, for me to talk about this stuff. I mean, it's great. Thank you. Awesome. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. So we're wrapping up. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Psychology Fitness Lab. Until then, remember, you are not alone. You are stronger than you realize. And just keep taking action in accordance with those values. And it's all going to be amazing. Team, what was your number one takeaway from today? Or maybe more importantly, what was a thing that stirred up an emotion? Either way, there's definitely a lesson there to be learned. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming lab episodes and leave us a review. If someone shared this episode with you, be sure to thank them. And if you enjoyed the episode, pass it on to someone else. If you have any QCCs, questions, comments, concerns about anything psychology fitness related, be sure to email me at takeaction at cliffhangeracademy.com. That's takeaction at cliffhangeracademy.com. I appreciate you for being part of our community. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to start taking action and living your best story.